Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by special guest, Dr. Faye Obamahenti. Dr. Faye is the author, speaker, television show host, as well as the co-founder of the nonprofit organization, Oasis Focus. So we're going to be talking to her about how she is helping people thrive in life and find hope in all areas. Dr. Obama Hint, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Mr. Jackson, thank you. Thank you so much. It's a delight to be with you and to be with your audience today. So excited. So let's get started. Absolutely. Let's get started by you telling everybody a little bit about yourself. I was born in Phoenix, Arizona by Nigerian parents. And I grew up in Nigeria, Africa with my paternal grandparents. They gave me basically the foundation of the life that God has blessed me to live. And at age 15, I had a unique opportunity to be at the youth camp where for the first time I heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and I was born again, I was saved. And that began the foundation of the life that God had destined for me. Went through high school, junior college and three years of college um, in Nigeria and came back here to the States and finished up met my wonderful husband. Um, God blessed us with three daughters who are now adults, 30, 28, and 27. And just blessed to be on this journey that God has um, had me on and being able to infuse hope into people's lives. So when you say you're a doctor, is that a medical doctor or is that the doctor degree? I love that. Great question. My doctor is in education curriculum and instruction, and I was honored to receive that from Texas A&M University in College Station. So my first degree is in microbiology. So when I came back here, I had the opportunity to finish up that three years that I had under my belt was not enough to earn that first degree. So I had another three more years on that. And so I started out in biochemistry, ended up with microbiology as my first degree. So they call that bachelor's, right? And I went back and got my master's, a master's of science, a dual one, curriculum and instruction and teaching and learning. In my service to my audience, which were basically those that were struggling readers, those that English was not their first language, those that were underserved um, students and their families, wanting to help them more, especially helping them in learning how to read and the basics of phonics. Many in my high school biology class way back then had no idea of how to read. So they couldn't complete experiment or write reports. So that desire to help them 
really was at the core of me going back to get my doctorate. So I got my doctorate in curriculum and instruction, and God has really used that in a diverse of way to minister and bless those that I serve in underserved communities. Well, let's talk about the nonprofit organization, Oasis Focus. Tell us how and why that was founded and tell us what it does. Great question. I'm loving your questions. I love the whys because the whys is always the rationale and it's always the meaning behind the purpose of what we do. So in 2009, my husband and I founded Oasis Focusing. That was not the original name. The original name then was Take Back Ministries. And it was an outreach, a community outreach focus within underserved communities, because we um, basically had experience working with underserved communities in his profession, in mine, as well as in church planting that um, God had given us opportunity to do. So most of the people across that path were always underserved. People like your refugees, your immigrant families. So we started out with Take Back Ministries as an outreach to help assimilate new citizens or new people into American culture. So that's how it started. And so classes like ESL, English as a Second Language, classes like driving lessons, helping families navigate and settle in into the American culture, especially families that had children. And if they were immigrants, they found out that they were at odds with their children because from the country that they came, they had a different culture. And when they came here and their kids are enrolled in school, their kids were beginning to pick up you know, the American culture, which many times clashed at home with their cultures. So we help navigate those conflicts and helping them see how to have the best of both worlds while they're here and learning to assimilate. So that's how Oasis Focusing started. We started as a community outreach in helping um, underserved and assimilation as well as English as a second language. We grew so from just us and few friends that were interested in helping their communities. Back then, we grew to what we have today as Oasis Focus Inc. That is a 501c nonprofit by the IRS and governed by a board of directors with three focus in ministry. And the focus is providing an oasis of hope. You know, Mr. Jackson, you know that hope, it's pretty powerful. If you have hope, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You know with the anchor of hope deep down that, yes, you will come out. Yes, it will be okay. Yes, it doesn't matter what it is. And the same way when there's hopelessness, it creeps in and it takes effect so fast that that hopelessness can basically um, destroy one from the inside out. So So that is one of the key reasons why the major anchor and value of Oasis Focusing is to provide an oasis of hope because we believe strongly um, hope is a person and his name is Jesus Christ that when people have hope, it doesn't matter what it looks like. With hope, they can navigate even one of the most difficult, challenging 
journeys that they might be on or you know that they might be living so providing hope in terms of helping families providing hope in our public school system and there's a reason for that and providing hope in the marketplace those are the three major focus of the mission of oasis focusing which started out as take back ministries well you are also tv show host so tell us about the Oasis Connection, why that got started and what it's all about. Now people can check it out. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, Oasis Connection TV started out in 2015. There were two visions that was in our heart. When I say in our heart, my husband and myself. And the vision was Oasis Connection TV and a school within our communities for underserved communities. So we went and attempted that school back in 2016, and it did not go. We were not awarded the authorization by the state to begin, you know, that school in underserved communities. The second one, which was already in our hearts, Connection TV, it means to reach out again, specifically to underserved communities in sharing the message of hope, but this time in bringing practical aspect to it. And practical aspect meant bringing people that have walked through different things in different aspects of life and sharing their why and how they made it. And that was how Oasis Connection TV began. And it was launched uh, in 2018. It started out 2017 towards fall of that year, but it launched fully into the national markets in 2018. And at the end of 2018, it expanded internationally into um, African markets. And so on Mondays, I believe Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, they're shown in different networks partner network stations. And basically, you're hearing testimony of what God has done, how people held on to hope when it seemed like things were hopeless. So we cover from families. You have stories of um, families that God has walked through their lives, whether it was interracial marriage, whether it was for youth, whether it was in their journey of teaching their children, like in homeschooling, whether it was in going through the pits of life and making wrong decisions. You have stories of people, uh, men and women, young and old, that God has used in Oasis Connection TV to share the message of hope. And that is the story behind Oasis Connection TV. So how, how can we check out Oasis Connection TV? Okay, you can check out Oasis Connection TV. I believe the best place is on our website, Oasis Focusing. I believe there's a tab for media. And on that tab, it lists the different days. Mondays, I know, because I typically watch on Mondays. Mondays is on Preach the Word Network. And Preach the Word Network is out of Atlanta and they beam globally, they beam all around the world. I believe it's at 12.30 Eastern Standard Time, so they can watch it there. 
there are links on our website that will take them to the partner or network stations where they can watch it. And also, I believe we also have like a monthly focus so that people can actually know what is going to be coming up. And that way they can prepare their hearts, whether it's in prayer or their journal. And, you know, they can glean and learn from others' lives what God has done in their life. So tell us about your book. Tell us how you got into writing, why you decided to write. Tell us about the book. Tell us what readers can expect when they read it. Wow. So I have been writing academic books for, I think, almost 20 years. So I've been in education for over 27 years. And that started with homeschooling our own children. So we homeschooled our daughters for 11 years before they went to public schools. So, and that that's a different story by itself. So all through those years, I have always had the gift of the pen in using the gifts, the talents, the understanding that God has given me to help others. So academically, and when I say academically, that means books that can be used in a school setting, books that can be used by teachers and things like that. I believe the books that you are referring to that you want me to share is my latest Christian book, and which chronicles my life story. So I had to share that first so people could have a better understanding. So it began, let's see, in 2004. And one of the key things in my journey, in my life journey, was I grew up carrying childhood trauma up until my adult life. And that was very traumatic. And God... God walked with me like I began and shared earlier at age 15 at that youth camp where the Lord Jesus Christ found me. I always say that because he found me. I didn't find him. And that was the foundation of my life. So walking through life, living life, carrying trauma, it had an adverse effect in so many areas of my life. And in 2004, the Holy Spirit began to bring me on this journey to unearth all these things that were, were stuffed down in me. And at that time, he gave me the instruction that I will want you to write down your life story to be a guide of hope for others. Well, one of the key things you always think about, and having worked with so many survivors and overcomers of different trauma, I understand that very well. But anyone that has not gone through any trauma will not understand it as well. It's, it's why all of a sudden you've carried trauma for a long time, and then all of a sudden you, you want to share, right? People go through different seasons in their traumatic experience to the point that when they're able to confront that trauma, when they're able to empty themselves of that toxicity, a new life begins for them. So for me, back in 20, um, 2004 was the beginning of that. And the Lord began to walk with me. I'm a lover of God's word. And basically God used his word for me. And that doesn't mean that others on the same journey of 
um, of restoration in their lives that God cannot use other means. For me, it was basically his word and it was basically from the book of Nehemiah. There was a span of two years that all, it seems that all I ate in my time with the Lord was the book of Nehemiah. And God was showing me how through the life of Nehemiah, the broken walls of Jerusalem and the broken gates of Jerusalem, he was basically rebuilding my life back up. And with series of different activities in my life that was going on in my family, with my friends, he was walking me through and digging out this toxicity that had been laying there dormant for years. And it had numbed me in a lot of ways. And so I already knew that, yes, I was going to do that. But there was a hesitancy. And the hesitancy, I remember telling the Lord that, hmm, how am I going to do this? And the Lord said, just trust me. I will want you to do that. Just trust me. Now, the hesitancy is based on the culture I grew up in. And I'm not sure how many of the people out there in your audience understand the impact of culture. So the culture I grew up in, the um, Nigerian culture, there are some things you don't touch. It's more like a taboo, right? And trauma is one of those. <laughs> it's never talked about. And so the enormity and the gravity to do that, it basically came to the point of, if I love the Lord, I will do his commandments. And it did not matter what that looked like. And so he had my yes. And so I began and I have years and years of journaling. So I began journaling, journaling, and through that, the healing process that God took me on in 2018, a friend of mine linked me with a publisher and we began. And by 2018, the whole script was already completed and submitted. And my first Christian life story book, my first Christian, not academic this time, my first Christian book was released and the title, Crushed to Restored, Principles of Restoration from the Book of Nehemiah was released. So it was released March of 2019. So of course, when that was released, I started getting, you know, uh, from calls, from emails and contacts and, you know, because people that had gone through trauma, some of them found a voice through the work, through the book that, wow, I can relate to this. Oh, this is what this means. And so from 2019, you know, into 2020, nobody knew that 2020 will come, right? So by 2019, I, I had already had so many people in the circular world. And when I say circular, that means they don't go to church per se, they're not Christians, and either a relative gave them a copy of the book or highlighted something to them. And also the book was placed in some of the university campuses also. And so I was working with some students as well, unpacking trauma. And I always link that in the sense that I love it when people can slow down enough and be self-aware of what's happening on the inside 
and really uh, trace back some of the key things that have held them back or have put them on a neutral or why they're stuck, basically. And so that opportunity in working with secular people, a lot of them started saying, can you do something that is not this intense with Bible? Because the book Crush to Restore, it's more like a, a Bible study from you know beginning to the end. And that was how the second one that was just released, this is November, right? That was just released in September. That was how that came along. And the second one is um, a companion manual to that, but is an easier one. And what it is, is it takes all the major principles from the first book, compiles and breaks it down in such an easy way that anyone, whether they were believers or not, whether they were Christians or not, they could actually understand it and broke everything down to 10 major principles. And it's called wellness principles made simple. And the intent also in breaking it down that way, the companion manual is so that Anyone, if they were not Christians, through the pages, they could sense this love that God had for them. They could sense that, wow, every single thing that has happened to them, it wasn't as if, you know, God was not there. And it answered some question on the reason why some of those things happen. But the essence is at the end of the day, when they finished reading the book, they will have a sense that, wow, there is a God indeed. They will have a sense that he loves them no matter what they've been through. There will be a sense that I can make it and I know I will make it because God loves me. That is the essence of the companion manual and why it's written in a different way than the first one, making it much simpler, making it reader friendly, and so when people read um, Crush to Restore, the first one that was released in 2019, when people read that, they will see, number one, that trauma is real and trauma can destroy from the inside out. It literally destroys from the inside out. It not only destroys you, it destroys every single thing that could be around you. They will also see a new way of looking at God's word, if they've never seen restoration from the book of Nehemiah, they will see the book of Nehemiah in a different light. Most Christians or most people see Nehemiah as a leadership book, which it is. However, through my own life story, they will begin to see how the book of Nehemiah is a book of rebuilding, of restoration, a book that basically God can breathe new life into those places in their life, just like he did. And he used a man, Nehemiah, to lead the people towards that. And in their case, they will see that God is using my own life story to lead them as well to a place of restoration, a place of wholeness. When they pick up the companion manual, they're going to see through those pages that, wow, I'm not alone. And I really need to confront this, you know, trauma that I, I have stuffed down for years because I was meant to be free. I was meant and created to live the abundant life 
and that is intent intended for everyone it's god's intent that every single person no matter who we are we experience freedom of one soul because it's critical and the freedom of the soul is a pathway to enjoying the life that God has given us, no matter how hard it might be. And that does not, and they will find that I did say that in the companion manual, it doesn't lessen in any way what anyone has gone through at all. What it does is it validates those experiences and say, okay, there is a better way out of this. There is a better way out of the depression, a better way out of the low places or the low self-esteem. There is a better way out and here is the light and to make it out this way. So that's what they'll get. Absolutely. Tell us about any other projects that you are currently working on that people need to know about. Wow. Well, there's some projects that we're working on that we can really share per se, but for the ones that people know of, I think there's been a high interest level right now for, again, that vision that was in our heart that we've been carrying since 2015, uh, a means of empowering and equipping our young people in underserved communities. So that has come back around and a lot of people probably uh, know of that because we've had a lot of feedback from um, different communities. So it's our intent of bringing a, a charter school in underserved communities in our local area here in North Texas. So I'm based out of Texas in the DFW area. So, so that is coming up board has worked really hard tirelessly they've been so diligent and working and just uh, trusting the process as we go along um so that's one thing that we're working on working on right now and then we're working also with some international teams in bringing about hope one of them will be highlighted i believe next year and one of them that people know of is I work with the, the Christian church in Nigeria and Africa. So they actually have a conference coming up next week, which God used my husband and I to birth three years ago. We sowed into the lives that God brought together, the team that God brought together. And we just left it, sowing it and beginning that work and next week, Saturday, will be three years that they've carried that on. And we see they've caught the heart, they've caught the vision of what it means to really be a light within your community. So that work is going on. They're actually right now trying to build like a community for Christians where people can buy a piece of land and, you know, build maybe their dream home, family home on that. So we're really proud of what God is doing through, through that team. So those are the ones that, you know, people know of that I can share as of now. And of course we have, when people visit our website, they'll find that out. We have the TV show. So new season will be coming on in 2022 we have online global education initiative we have our annual scholarship program to graduating seniors from low income communities so we have that there and then of course also we have the oasis of hope podcast so we receive questions from people and this started 
during the pandemic, we had lots and lots of questions. And instead of staying, you know, on our emails, answering them or jumping on one virtual platform or the other, we decided to leverage the answers for everyone because one person had the question, 20 others might have the same question. So instead of providing just answer to one person, it became a means to leverage those answers for anyone that could use. So yeah, so that work is going on as well. Another thing that I just remembered right now, next week, for anyone that has diabetes, and I have the opportunity to serve our state in, in the capacity in the area of diabetes, there is a conference that people can attend if they know of any relative or anyone, because this is something that affects mostly minority communities a lot. It affects us a lot. And I understand a lot of those face it because I've been with those that are affected firsthand and I've been within our communities to understand where we need to go from there. So they can find out, uh, it's called Health Tech Austin. They're the ones putting on the conference and hosting that conference. It would be a great means to better understand diabetes and its impact within minority communities. So I think those are some projects out there right now. And oh yes, another one. December 8th, we will be having a food distribution within our community, so um, in South Dallas area. So anyone that have family, friends, um, co-workers that could use support during this time as we get ready for the Christmas holidays, please come out. There is the Thanksgiving distribution next Saturday. You're letting, you're letting me share all this thing as they come into my remembrance. So, but I'm sure that one way or the other, those information and announcements will be shared or has already been shared. I say that because we have different people that serve in different capacity in helping us get the word out. Okay. Some good stuff coming up. Tell us uh, how we can stay connected and and, you know, keep up everything that you guys are doing, give your website out, your social media links, any way that people can stay connected with you and keep up with you. Thank you. We love connection. So one of our slogans that we normally say is um, stay connected. We love you. And we really mean that. And so People, if anyone is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area here in Texas, any one of the events that we have will be a great opportunity for us to meet you and hug on you and just thank God for you. So that is basically one means. If you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we still want to stay connected with you. And one of those means, our website, Oasis Focus Inc. It's a great place to begin. And that website is www.oasisfocus.org. And Oasis is a refuge, um, a place of shelter, providing water where it's dry. So it gives you the idea of the heart behind what we do. So through that, there's a tab that says contact us. It has a phone number. 
you can leave us a message and we normally return calls. And so you can be guaranteed of that. Then you have email and you can email us. And that's one means to do that. Another way of staying connected with us is every Saturday for almost 19 months now, our board members lead a weekly Saturday prayer. And the prayer, basically, they're not praying for themselves. They're praying for you because they love you. They care for you. And so we receive prayer requests during the week. So on Saturdays at 530, if you would love to join them in praying, let us know. So they'll send you the link. You join with them. So they're praying for everyone around the world. We have our leadership teams from around the world that typically joins us, you know, so outside of the USA, they joined for those um, prayer meetings. So you can connect that way and have this sense of community in what God is doing. And we are just honored to be his vessel that he's walking through. So you can stay connected that way. Another way you can stay connected through our social media networks. So we have a very thriving Twitter, Facebook um, page that you can link with us and just let us know in any way that we can serve you. So there are different ways of ensuring that we're connected. So we have some new things in connection, in terms of connection coming up in 2022. One of those things that I said, you know, we can't share yet. We say that because we like to make sure that, you know, all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed before we share it because that's our heart. We don't want to intentionally disappoint anyone. So we want to make sure that we know beyond a shadow of doubt that, yes, it's ready to launch and then we'll share. So there's something coming up in terms of broadening and community, as many of you have asked. So lots of ways to stay connected with us. So please do that. Do you have any final thoughts to close it out? Final thoughts to close us out, Mr. Jackson. Number one is to thank you. Thank you for this time with you, with your audience. Read about you and I'm just thankful and for your life and um, all that you're doing in bringing hope even in our world. And my final thoughts is to encourage anyone out there listening. So the name of this podcast is Living the Dream with a Curveball. I love that because you know in life, there will always be a curveball one way or the other. Why do we know that? Because in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, there was a curveball, a curveball that trickled down through humanity to every single person born in human flesh. So, but the curveball does not have to define our lives. And look at what God did for Adam and Eve when that curveball happened and they were kicked out of that Garden of Eden. God had a plan. He had a plan to restore them back to himself. And he executed that plan through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That tells you and I something. It tells you that there's always a greater plan, no matter the curveball. 
And looking onto Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, is how we get to understand that greater plan despite the curveball. So my encouragement to every single one, if you yet to know the joy and the peace that comes from knowing this hope that we talk about, I will love to lead you in just this simple prayer and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Show me this greater purpose, despite the curveballs in my life. And 2020 has been a traumatic year when we look back, right? With the pandemic and we see that 2021. Let this hope guide you that God loves you so much. You wouldn't be listening right now if it was not for God's love that directed you even to this sense of hope that is infusing into your spirit right now. He does care. And God has a way of linking us with people in our communities, in our lives, that gets to show us and extend to us the love of God. I want you to hold on to hope, no matter that curveball, no matter what this year might have looked like for you, no matter even as we get close to the holidays, that God does really love you and he cares. So hold on, my friend. God loves you and he thinks that you are worth every single thing in the whole wide world. And I love you. That's it, Mr. Jackson, my closing thoughts. Amen. And listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review. Check out Dr. Obama Hente's book and everything that they're up to. And Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Dr. Obama Hente, thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an honor of mine, Mr. Jackson. Let's stay connected. It doesn't have to be the podcast. I want to learn about all your work in DJing. So I saw that and just, uh, I would just love to um, just hear all, all what God has done in your life as well. So please, let's stay in touch. Absolutely. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. Dream.